welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 8, Episode 9, Sean William Scott TV Special. I'm your co-host, Denali. I'm your co-host, Ryan. Hey, it's me, City Jace. City oh. Jace? Yeah. I like City Jace. What's, what, what does City Jace do? Oh, it's just, it's me. I get... Yeah. Um, I guess the real question would be, what, what would Country what does Jace, country Jace, Jace do? Who is Country yeah. Jace? Uh, is Country Jace, like, tougher? Does he, like, smoke cigarettes? Ride a motorcycle? Well, probably. You don't smoke, Jace. No. You're no. not a smoke. Country Jace would maybe be into, like, bull riding. Oh, yeah. Bull riding. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, not really, but, but he'd yeah. He'd be into it. He yeah. wouldn't he'd be, he'd miss, be, necessarily do it. <laughs> oh, He's I'm the spectator would... for bull riding. Ooh, yeah. He never uh, misses a bull ride Going show. to rodeos. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You guys ever been to a rodeo? Yeah. I've been to a rodeo. Oh. The state fair used to have rodeos uh, in Alaska. They were kind of, like, weird and sad. Right. I don't think the last frontier is the place where you want to be performing in a rodeo for people who um, just got done seeing the sun for the next seven months. How? Yeah. How do they get the horses there? Are they local horses? Planes? I think they ride them up. You can play. I a think horse. they came across uh, the land bridge across like the Mongolian steppe like uh, 10 million years ago. No, not actually. No, I don't think so. I don't think there were horses in the New World. I think horses were brought over. I don't. I don't really know how horses work. Can you imagine, like, being the guy who gets gored by a bull at a rodeo at an Alaska State Fair where there's only six people there? Yeah, that's pretty. It's, I mean, I the stakes. <laughs> it's kind of like high risk, low reward. Yeah. You know, like, normally, there... like, if you get if you get gored in Las Vegas, yeah, in front of you know twenty thousand people, kind of cool for like a rodeo standpoint. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and then, when you show up at the bar later, yeah, they're like, "Oh, know. this guy." You know how, like in golf, when you make a hole in one, you're supposed to like buy a round for everybody. Is that what? a thing? Yeah, is that a yeah, rule? If you make a hole I've in never one. Never done this. You Why buy do you know a golf rule? Drinks, because because in Rochester just hosted the PGA. Oh, and somebody hit a hole in one. That's, that's cool. Can you imagine being the guy yeah. that's like 80th in the tournament and you hit a hole in one and everybody's like. You gotta buy his drinks, and it's like, fuck you, I'm not getting paid fuck. for this performance. That's like literally what happened. The guy who hit the hole in one was a club pro, so he's not a, he's not a professional golf player. He got into the tournament by winning like a tournament in Southern California where he lives and teaches golf. Mm, mm, and it was like they they give a certain amount of like tickets out to these like entries out to these people as like a Cinderella story kind of motivator to get wow. you to play more at your local course. He's out like and ten grand in drinks. He well, he made a lot of money, but like, yeah, I think he—that's the whole idea. I'd be going to the store and I don't know, maybe buying a bunch of crack and rum. Yeah. Well, the Michelob Ultra was seventeen dollars a can. Oh my god! At the country I've, club, yeah. I've never had it. Um, folks, welcome to our show. Oh yeah. Hello. Uh, yeah, welcome. We're on episode nine of the Sean Shack, where we are watching and reviewing. The great works of a great artist, Sean William Scott. Um, but this week, we did something a little different. Jace, what did we do this week? This week, um, Swiss, as we, we like to call him. Swiss. Um, has done, has had a bit more of a, of a, a, a bit more of a different acting trajectory, I would say, than any of our previous actors. And, um... I I uh I know I knew specifically that Sean William Scott was in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the episode Country Mac. You know, that's a 30-minute episode, so I thought his newer projects are almost exclusively TV shows. Right. Uh, he he was pretty recently in a movie, but otherwise other than that, he's been TV acting for a while. 
So I thought, you know, how much more insane can we get? Let's watch two TV episodes starring our our star Swiss. Our boy. And uh, see how it compares to, to film. Yeah, evaluate him in like a different context. And in some ways, his concentration could be higher per percentage of watch time. Because like, it's always sunny. It's like a 22 minute episode. Mm -hmm. And so every second he's in there, that's a bigger piece of the pie. There could be more shot in these things than in like, dude, where's my car? Percentage wise. Yeah, it was interesting because when we were when I was watching these things, because Amber doesn't like she she's not really sure like what I'm watching in the Sean William Scott season, but she sees me watching these two random TV shows for the podcast, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and she's like, "Isn't that that guy <laughs> who shows up in Lethal Weapon?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, yes, this is Sean William Scott." But you know what? It's we're in an age now where going between TV and movies is not really a big deal. Like maybe back in like the 90s, the 80s, it was mm. like it was considered a big downgrade. But now you have prestige actors going both ways, basically. They go to TV, they come back. You know, it's not a big deal. Could like who? Matthew uh, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey did True Detective. Yeah, oh, OK. It. Well, hmm. Uh, Ewan McGregor did it in Fargo. I think I would actually, I would say that until maybe three or four years ago, even, I think the line has been blurred because we're not talking about just TV studios doing cable shows. We're talking about big major productions by like HBO Stream as, as a TV, as a TV show. Because that's, because I, I was, I was asking that question kind of as a joke, but because yeah. I was thinking, you know, like who actually, like uh, Ben Affleck, you know. Matthew McConaughey, yeah. that's a great answer. And, and also even... the Marvel procedural shows have oh, kind yeah. of also blurred that line with like spinoffs and them using like the main cast in the spinoff, like with the whatever the WandaVision and stuff like that. I would even say like uh, even as early as The Office where Steve Carell, you know, starred as, as Michael Scott there. I think I remember there was a bit of like a, whoa, like this is a movie star and he's signing on as like a main character for a sitcom. And, you know, he, he slids right back into movies uh, afterwards. So it's like I like that there's been kind of like a bleeding. There's no like TV actors per se or like movie actors. Now it's like not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's uh, that's it. interesting that you mentioned Steve Carell because his start was on TV. Oh, that's right. He was. Uh, it, didn't we? I just. It's like I, obviously it's blurred lines, and none of it matters <laughs> where right, these people right. are doing or what they're acting. But um, like I, when you when you mentioned Steve Carell, I was just imagining that he was maybe like kind of like a um, Jason Sudeikis, like a star an yeah. SNL for ten Lasso years, a Ted Lasso good, type of yeah. star, where Lasso. it's like started in TV and comedy, got in comedy movies, maybe got a few non-comedy focused movies and then did some some tv stints yeah, it's so also most of the plot of uh bojack horseman how he's like you know a washed up tv actor and he can't get any other work partially because he's been typecasted and then he eventually the rest of the series is about him breaking into movies and so i think it's kind of like in hollywood in the hollywood circle mm. it's kind of like tv actors movie actors but as long as it's like dramatic and like serious and acclaimed, you can do right. either. No, totally. Like it, it's it, you don't see a lot of people breaking into like just a shitty sitcom. It's like it is still a little bit of a risk for these movie stars to do it. And I also wanted to talk about Lethal Weapon as a show because, uh, you know, I, I don't think any of us have like seen the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, no. God, I've seen no. all the movies. <laughs> right. And I, I have not seen the movies. Uh, but Sean is actually like not just a guest star. Yeah. But he's he's, he's like the star. 
of season three of Lethal Weapon, which I had no fucking idea about because I yeah, was looking I for either. when he's a yeah. I, I knew about the original guy who was cast as Riggs, who is played by Mel Gibson in the original movies. He had some on set thing where nobody liked right. working with him, so he was cut from the show. And the debate was whether or not to recast his role or to come up with a new role. And eventually what they did was they slotted in Sean William Scott in a new role. Hmm. Which was a surprisingly similar background. Kind of a great decision to bring Sean William Scott to just like lift up your show, I think. Can you imagine like where they're recasting a character you like in a show and you're like, oh fuck. Like I watched this this shitty cop show. And they took out an actor I like. And then you hear it's Sean William Scott coming in as a permanent character. I'd be like, hell fucking yeah. I'm going to watch this shit. Yes. I think so. Yeah. I I, I agree that it would incentivize me to watch it. But that's maybe after I've watched eight Sean William Scott movies and have become quite a big (laughs) fan of his. Like if I most people that we talk to about this season, they're like, Mm -hmm. who the hell is that? Yeah. They might even confuse him with a tv actor that looks familiar to them but they can't quite place what he's been in that's true sean is someone uh like i had a friend of mine jake or friend of ours friend of the show jake yeah oh just yours huh friend of mine he's just my friend fuck off guys he hit me up and he's a listener to the show hi jake shout out to jake but he was saying that he was surprised that like he's seen so many sean william scott movies uh because i feel like a lot of people again we said this at the beginning of the season are like who the fuck sean william scott (laughs) until they see him and they're like oh wait i've seen all of his movies yeah right i know this guy and i even like this guy (laughs) like why you know why is he not coming to mind um and i think that's because he like took a, a bit of a break like he's not in these 2000s like sex comedies um how are you guys i want to vibe check how are you guys feeling about sean william scott this many episodes in ryan you alluded to it i'm sad i'm sad we're at nine so we got one more ex sean experience until we're done with him forever uh we're never gonna see a sean thing again <laughs> ever again <laughs> um i found him to be a comforting presence whenever we finish up a season even if i hate it like even if it's something where i'm like i'm so done with dog movies like coming to the end, my brain's like, wait, no more movie starring dogs? What the fuck am I going to watch now? <laughs> like, I'm feeling that with Sean, even though I haven't necessarily enjoyed like a lot of the movies we've watched, there's something comforting at this point now of seeing this same motherfucker every single time <laughs> and being like, that's our guy. Like, what do you, what are you feeling, Jace, like about Sean? You, you were kind of making some mixed faces. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving, yeah. I'm, I'm blanded out. I think, yeah, um, out. honestly, this um i think that it's always sunny in philadelphia episode this week really like okay let's let for the audience we haven't recorded i think in like two weeks which means under the hood we have like three weeks without having watched an episode and when this has happened previously it kind of feels like there's a drive killer like it happened in Anne hathaway <laughs> and i watched it's all i watched the it's always sunny episode and the lethal weapon episode like a week and a half ago wasn't really happy with them ouch yeah and um <laughs> was like hey, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna rewatch today before the show just so that you know i'm there and uh i remember some of the stuff and the the it's always sunny episode had me rolling i was enjoying seeing sean william scott in it and acting and being like he has been in the previous movies but like overall blase because the last six movies have been almost the same exact fucking movie and i'm just (laughs) um 
I'm losing it. At least with dogs, it was like, this dog's playing volleyball. This dog's animated. (laughs) This dog is, I don't know, fighting a boar. Yeah, yeah. You've reached blandness. I've I've reached blandness. That's great. That's great. And we'll touch on that on State of the Podcast. I might get there after this episode or the next one. Um, I wanted to check in as well about your guys' impressions of Sean at this point. And in order to do this, I have this website we haven't used in a while called madtakes.org. So impressions Um, wasn't a misnomer. You you are literally talking about our impressions of... Impressions of our boy, Sean. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to start with you. Can I get a noun? Oh, okay. Um, Scuba gear. Scuba gear. Can I... uh, Jace, can I get an adjective? Um, Adjectives uh, describe describe things, things, (laughs) right? Like like badass. Our English teacher... Okay, okay. There we go. Badass. (laughs) Our English teacher listens to our episodes, and she is going to fucking shoot us. Ryan, can I get an animal? Plural. Cougars. Jace, can I get a plural animal as well? Have you given one? Or are you just writing it down without, you know... All right, fine. I'll give it plural animal. Yes, thank you. Jace... Can I get a, a verb <laughs> ending in ing? Chugging. I'm just taking words from Mac Day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, can I get an adjective? Slender. A uh, famous person. I guess I'll do this one. Okay. Oh, you're not telling us? Oh, do I have to fucking tell you guys? Yeah. I'm just having you guys say them so I know them. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Color. Okay. Ooh, Jace. Benny Bottom Cucumber Pants. Um. <laughs> uh, color. Any color. Any color. Color. Um. What's the color of freedom? Um, just, the, just, um, look, just look around flag. the room. Just, just <laughs> the American the room. Jace, I need a single color. There's three colors uh, in there. Uh, black. Uh, black. Uh, Ryan, a noun, plural. Oh, Quickly. Beers. Me, plural. Fire hydrants. Jace, animal, plural. Hurry. Hamsters. Ryan, verb ending in ed. Quickly. Uh, squishing. No, no s- ending s- in ed. ED? Yeah. Macadamia. That's not a verb. You can't macadamia something. Yeah, huh? I'll do squished. A noun, plural. Wizard hats. Thank you. All right, Ryan. I sent you the uh, the text. <laughs> By the way, the last read. time you did one, it's that's the last thing you sent me. And uh, <laughs> nice. I want you to really channel Sean William Scott here to the best of your ability. Try to capture his essence. If if you need some cues, he really yeah. doesn't move his mouth a lot when he talks. <laughs> and he doesn't okay. blink. I gotta hold on. Give me. Give, yeah, it's give hard. Me a, it's kind actually, of a give, hard me a second, give me a second. Yeah. Give me a second. Cause I gotta, I gotta remember what kind of vibe he's got. It is tough. I'm, I'm gonna channel like the stark raving mad sort of like talking to the camera. Okay, yeah, that'd be good. A little overemphasis. Okay, a part of my lisp as well. In J.R.R. Tolkien's famous trilogy, Lord of the Scuba Gears, the first book is called Fellowship of the Scuba Gear. In this book, a group of badass hobbits flee their hometown. They eventually join the fellowship made of cougars, elves, and sea cucumbers with the goal of chugging the one scuba gear. They, <laughs> they, get, they begin by traveling through the Slender Mountains. Oh, no, I'm going southern where uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Reel it in. Reel it in. <laughs> reel it. Reel. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on. Where Benedict the Cumberbatch the Black is lost. Uh, I'm going southern again. They, no. they, they continue on to the forest where the queen of the beers gives them the fire hydrants to ride down the river. And at the end of the book, Merry and Pippin get captured by hamsters and Frodo <laughs> is squished by one of his fellow wizard hats and leaves him on his own, but with Sam. <laughs> 
All right, well done, Ryan. You lost it in the middle there. I lost it a little bit, um, and I and I reverted to Southern. You revert. It's so easy to revert to Southern with Sean, but I really think you nailed the Stark Raving Mad in the first half. I think. Yeah, I would then, agree. I would agree. For a while there, it was on. It was and on then, point. And then I I laughed and because I was you know I'm reading one word ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and then that threw me completely off, and I couldn't get it again. It's it's and, hard. Well, well done, Ryan. Well country Mac though, Country Mac, but for me. you kind of, you kind of got, you, maybe you can get a Country Mac. Um, Jace, this next one's gonna be for you. Jace, I'll have you start. Can I get a noun? Just like lightning. Pirate boat. Ryan, can I get a noun? Spaceship. Space uh, boat. Me, Fucker. Me adjective. Stinky. Uh, Jace, <laughs> noun. Budweiser. King of beers. Uh, Ryan, can I get a noun? Pillow fight. <laughs> is that wait? Is pillow fight a noun? It's a yeah. Person, yeah, a thing. place, it or is a thing. thing. Noun. For me, seat cushion, Jace, verb ending in S. Kicks. Uh, Ryan, give me a number. Uh, 420. Noun, for me, fire truck, Jace, preposition, as in like, a preposition is like under, over, around. Yeah, you know. inside. Ryan, we're almost done. Ryan, uh, person or being? Abraham Lincoln. Me, adjective, sticky. Uh, Jace, noun, plural. Porpoises. Ryan, noun, plural. Flizflorps. Jace, group noun, as in like, everyone fraggles etc they said what is a fraggle i don't know what a fraggle is pass what? Ryan, a group noun um flock that's the author flock. yeah nice okay jace i just sent it into our group chat try to channel sean the best of your ability cool 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 uh, yeah I, i'm just thinking of a it, yeah. it's always sunny think of the vibe he has the sideways look yeah he's kind of too yeah. cool i uh pledge pirate boat to the spaceship of the stinky budweiser of <laughs> Pillow fight, and to the seat cushion for which it kicks. Four twenty fire trucks inside Abraham Lincoln. Sticky with porpoises and flis flops for a flock. Cool, 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 cool. That's not bad, dude. I was, I was looking away. I was lo- I was looking away so I could envision Sean William Scott's face saying this. I think I think it Hold was holding a beer with his mm-hmm. bro tank. The thing is, there's a writer strike happening right now, right. and they're afraid things like AI are going to take people's jobs. But we already have the technology right now. Yeah, and uh, that's through Mad Takes. And uh, <laughs> folks, if if you guys ever need Sean William Scott's voice and you don't want to scan him with AI, just hit us up, and we will do it for you. Good if that very specific need ever arises, uh, do you guys want to get into what we watched this week? Y- yeah. Yeah, what do yes. we want to start with? Yeah, what, um, how do, shoot. How do we do should we, should we start with the shorter one first and then get sure. into the longer one? Sure. Um, but let's th- do the entirety. So let's do okay. one full review and then do the meters and then let's do yeah. the other one. You don't want to interspace them. So do like the first five minutes of one show. Oh, but you remember five. when Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, yeah. Let's do It's Always Sunny, I guess, first. Um, Jace, you got the summary this week. <laughs> yeah. So again, we marathon yes. uh, movies, in this case, two TV episodes of a certain uh, subject, that being Sean William Scott. And the first of the episodes we watched this week was season nine, episode five of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, yes. Mac Day, wherein uh, the gang has to spend the entire day doing what Mac wants. And at some point in that episode, Country Mac shows up. Uh, that is Sean William Scott. And Sean William Scott is kind of, as, as Country Mac, is the kind of, I guess, foil to uh, City Mac. 
in that if you've ever watched the show, he does every single thing that Mac does, but the gang loves him because he's not really fucking annoying. And um, he shows up, he's cool, and then he dies in a motorcycle accident. <laughs> Which I was not expecting. Um, like, with this show, like, I think I've talked about it with you guys. Like, I've never seen really or gotten into It's Always Sunny. Like I've I've watched like the first maybe two seasons or like one point five so, seasons. That's so weird to me. Uh, yeah, and it's just it's it's a show that never connected with me. I never thought it was bad. I think it's just something that just like didn't hit. Um, it's critically acclaimed. I know it's got a huge fan base. They don't need me to like it, which is fine. But like seeing it dropping in nine seasons in, I don't really know the dynamic of mm-hmm. these characters that well. <laughs> and like seeing this Matt character, he's not religious normally, right? No, like, he's very, oh, yeah. yeah, he is. He's extremely religious. But is was that like a thing that was like going on the whole yes. show? They, uh, okay, yeah. Okay. So, so one of the issues is when he started out, he was like, grew up religious. And so yeah. now he parades these religious sayings around and will play, well, in the Bible, it says this. And then okay. as the series goes on, like everybody else starts being like, reacting against him and being like that's not like no you're annoying shut up so he like kind of overcompensates in some ways and then by this point in the series they've had full-fledged like debates about like episodes about religion okay this is an established thing i wasn't sure if it was like a bit he was doing just for the episode it is an established thing i wouldn't say it's every episode but like he very regularly like well first of all through all through god all things are possible when somebody's like you can't fucking do that (laughs) yeah and so the the funny thing is is like everything that's brought up in this episode is something annoying about mac there's been previous episodes where the gang is like fed up with him and they're like, he's being ridiculous and their plans are ruined in some way because he has these weird ideas of himself that are completely untrue. And he's the only person who can't see that they're untrue. Yeah. A bit of a, like a narcissist complex. Uh, right. I like the concept of a day for yourself where you have to just have your, your friends just agree to do anything you want that whole day. Like what it's would your guys concept? days look like so like what a ryan day look like or a jace day i think it'd be fun um the other well i told about this a while ago <laughs> one day I, w- I woke julie up and i was like today we're working out at six o'clock in the morning and she was like this is what you woke me up for <laughs> uh because i told her like in the morning we're gonna wake up early and we're gonna do something that i want to do and so she agreed to it beforehand <laughs> and so I think I would like wake up, maybe make a breakfast or go to go to. A, oh, here's I know what we do. We okay. go to Cracker Barrel for oh, breakfast. OK, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, then maybe we might go fishing uh, and then we might go rock climbing would be fun. And then hit up a brewery and come back and watch Friday the 13th. Yeah. Part six. Ryan Day. That's a good day. Good day, folks. Try it out at home if you want. Yeah. So here. So here's the recipe. Wake up and have coffee. Go to Cracker Barrel. Uh, go. Don't have to go fishing, but you can go walk around the park and go rock climbing or some sort of exercise you like. And then uh, get a beer at a brewery, go home, watch Friday the 13th Part 6. That's like six or seven events. It's kind of like how they did in this movie. There was like the seven days. Yeah, that's good. That's a yeah, full that's day. good. That's I a mean, good day. it's fucking okay, you rookie. You wasted half your day by <laughs> sleeping. We're starting my day with ecstasy at midnight so that you can't sleep. And then Boom. we're, we're highballing cocaine <laughs> at, at, at 7 a.m. so that we can play beach volleyball all day. No judgment. Jace, that, I mean, I, I, I assume beach volleyball a, is going to be at some point. Yeah. <clears throat> That, that's kind of like what they did in this one too, right? Because they said... They literally he did not let them sleep. That was, yeah. That was just... 
the joke that I wanted to insert there is like he started it at midnight and they start <laughs> so like the next day and they're like he just talked at us for hours. <laughs> Jace, what would your day have? Yeah, um, I think uh, my Jace day would probably include, you know, a barbecue, hanging out outside, Fuck yeah. beach volleyball, a quick dip in a lake, um, and then, you know. You like, you like the lake swimming. I love lake swimming. I'm he a gold retriever. That's a, yeah. You, you kind of have the, you have a certain resistance to cold water, though, right? No. You do okay. I'm, really? Mm, I I will get in cold water if somebody else gets in cold water first, but I don't want to be in cold water. I'm okay. kind of a yeah. I mean, those sound like things people would agree to do anyways. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, you gotta really drag these people in. Like like I'm talking like Lord of the Rings director's cut marathon, twelve fucking hours. Oh, so like, now you think our our days aren't radical enough to wrangle in? Yeah, I'm talking high dose psychedelics, middle of a fucking field with a bunch of like LARPing gear. Like you got to, that would be sick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I'm kind of just describing my normal Sunday. You already have a Ryan day every Sunday. You got to think of a real fucking Ryan day, man. I'm talking Universal Studios, high dose psychedelics and LARPing gear. I'm talking going to see an IMAX movie, high dose psychedelics and LARPing gear. I live in upstate New York. The the second problem is you're a normal person and not a caricature of a, 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 a that, that imbecile too. and a terrible my, human my, my being. perfect day is quite relaxing by the yeah. end of it. Cool. I mean, so this this episode was filmed about ten years ago, which is which is kind of crazy. We're looking at 2013, Sean William Scott. Uh, he still looks great though. This is this is like still Pretty like big. ten years. Uh, ten years into his career, still fucking shreddy. His intro is also good. It's a, it's hilarious. He pulls up on the bike. Pulls up on the bike, and they're just doing karate moves at each and other. Two of them now. I also like how everybody is in cutoffs. Like they're dressed like Mac. Yeah, too. yeah, that's a like good a, joke. <laughs> the first kind of gag here is like they're trying to film what, what like Mac jumping off a bridge, but he's not really gonna do it. Right, and then. Sean ends up just actually jumping off the bridge just to like show how badass he is and he survives. Yeah. And this he just is, walks out with a beer. This yeah. is the key turning point for everybody right. beginning to love him is that Mac right. is explaining, I'm going to go pretend to jump off that bridge. You guys are going to act crazy on the camera, which is a fucking hilarious scene of them right. trying to attempt. It's, it's, it, and yeah. During the entire setup, Mind you, the only words that Sean William Scott has said up until now, five <laughs> minutes into the episode, is City Mac. Right. <laughs> He's just standing in the back holding a beer, kind of like in the back third of the frame. And then yeah. before coming up, be like, wait, you're not actually going to jump? <laughs> it's a funny decision to have him do like such an understated performance right coming off of like what he normally does and they're like we're gonna put him in this but we're gonna have him say barely anything <laughs> and this <laughs> it's gonna work yeah and this scene in particular is is more like normal sunny than other scenes in this episode and that's i really like this scene because like you have one person with a and crazy idea they're forcing the other people to to go along with the idea only like one other person in the group actually gets it how to execute it <laughs> because like they're, they're supposed to be bystanders for Max right. video. He does this thing called Project Badass and every now and then he does stunts and videotapes them for some reason. And so he's trying to make it look like onlookers are watching him jump off this bridge, but he's not actually going to jump. So then the group has to act like they don't know Mac and that they're just like members of the public. 
And how that goes hilariously wrong is like Charlie and Frank are like, oh yeah, look, Max up there, he's gonna jump. And they're like, and Dennis is like, no, we don't know his name. We don't, we don't know his name. Also, I don't know his, you. His name's actually Rudy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, when Strongman Scott does jump before it's revealed that he survives and is thriving and drinking beers on the way, is that uh, Matt comes back down off the bridge after Sean jumps, and it's like, he's dead. He's dead. We gotta go. He's dead. <laughs> Back day's over, yeah. And I think that, like, dichotomy between him saying that and then Sean William Scott moments later walking out of the water drinking a beer is (laughs) how the character, at least the country Matt character, works. And that's a perfect example of, like, a two- or three-minute-long scene that really, really works. I didn't think the entirety of this episode was that great on a rewatch, but, like, that scene is, is hilarious. It, the stunt is also funny. Like, did they throw like a mannequin off the, have, the bridge? Because it looked really real, and the sound of it hitting, I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> and the way he comes out, like he's barely even wet. Like he's just walking yeah. out with the beer. <laughs> Which I think that yeah, that contrast is funny. Like, is Sean immune to fall damage? Like he's after like the rundown where he oh. rolls down a whole. Oh, mountain. that's a good. Maybe that's a good theory. Is he's he's immune, and that's why he keeps getting action rolls. Is because you can just drop him from a high distance. But he's like he kind of mentions it after he gets hired. He's like, hey, uh, so glad to be in. It's always sunny. By the way, I won't die if I fall a hundred feet into uh, open water. <laughs> so, can you sign this NDA so you don't? Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed to tell anybody. I pre-signed yeah, the NDA just... for you. It's a secret thing, but it's a little perk of hiring me every time. Every actor has a perk. That's mine. The next scene, he's in a planetarium. He pulls out weed. That was pretty cool. It's very Sean William Scott-esque. Mm-hmm. Pulls out a J. And then I like how he's saying like the God stuff better than Mac. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then he, and then he heckles the presenter. Which oh, is yeah. a very, like, that's a deep cut as far that, as the episode like, goes. Where Is that like an old joke? From, yeah. And it just it, there's just kind of like skit by skit more things happen he's cool and the same things mac is doing and it, is and it comes cool. to a head when they realize yeah. that like, right. like like the group has a discussion in the planetarium after they've hit the vending machine up for snacks and they're high and they're standing there in the hallway and dennis is like i used to think i didn't like karate and like god and stuff but it turns out i just hate mac <laughs> and the, the assumption that you get at that point and later confirmed later is that they want Sean William Scott to permanently become a part of the crew. Yeah, I do too. I do yeah, too. it would be it would be good. Apparently, one of the chips in that scene, the potato chips, is called Let's Potato Chips, and it's oh, the same the prop they use in Community. Yeah, huh. same prop department, probably. A little fun fact for you, Community heads. I think they took some pretty serious care to to balance out how Country Mac was going to be better and the city mac in this and that yeah. scene where everybody's high and he's literally kicking the vending machine over and over again the physical <laughs> comedy of just like the self-contained sean william scott getting up close to the glass like <laughs> and the back falling <laughs> that was that was peak sean like him in that moment i was like yeah this is good this is good content He's zenned out. He's in the element. Things just work when he's there. It, it kind of also comes to a head at a karate tournament, which Mac kind of insists they go to. And then Sean, like, starts a fucking, like, like a, like a bar brawl in the middle of the karate tournament. And then he just, like, pulls a knife out of a guy's boot. It was all very badass. It was, like, very Sean, I think. Somehow, it worked. And then there was his, his death. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about his death? 
Sean William Scott is so cool, um, and Country Mac is so cool that he rides a motorcycle without a helmet. He drives <laughs> and, off and, after. And before then, everybody's like, yeah, this guy, oh, man, living on the edge. Motorcycles man, are bad. We need motorcycles. Yeah. They're like, we need motorcycles. And he commits to being one of the group. He's like, yeah. Like when yeah, they ask he him. agrees to come back. Yeah. And he falls and, over and he bonks his head on his motorcycle on the parking really lot. Really And yeah. dies. <laughs> The stunt was pretty funny where he just like kind of rolls over a, a small speed bump and he just kind of flops over <laughs> like whoever that that stunt guy was. And he just like hit, you could see his head kind of hit the ground and it just flashes to his funeral. And that's something I like about Sonny is that the show has no bottom. Like they have had jokes that are too dark and too controversial that the episodes are no longer on streaming services. So right. like 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 there's an epi- another episode D Day that one's not available on streaming ser- services. Wow! <laughs> and so uh, that's what I like about the show. And th- this scene is a perfect example where they jump cut from like, oh man, this guy's awesome. I love this guy. I I, I really want him to be in our thing forever. He's like my new friend. To two seconds later, they're at his funeral. There's no like in between explanation thing. They they want the laugh. And that that's what I like about this. Unfortunately, it came with the demise of Sean William Scott in this circumstance. R.I.P. Yeah. This is our first death, I think, we've had with Sean William Scott as well. No. I don't Final th- Destination. He did super die in that, actually. He mega <laughs> died. Totally Also right. a head-related injury. <laughs> that's that's the only way you can kill him, guys. You have, it's like a zombie. Destroy the head. He, he, don't try to drop him off a cliff, either. That won't work. Um, Unless he lands I like, on his head. He lands on his head. Um, it never happened. Frank, Frank's first thing he wants on Frank Day is to flush his ashes down the toilet, which is yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, this episode was missing more Frank, too. I, that was kind of interesting. I think the Sean William Scott time came at the expense of Danny DeVito. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's probably like, you know, pay, pay rates. Stuff. It was pretty it's light like, on every, this, this seemed a bit more, like Denali mentioned, skit focused on each one of the days, maybe, than I feel like some of the other episodes run. Yeah, I agree. And because, and, because my the God. other ones have like an overarching scheme that they'll they're trying to swindle other people or get rich quick. And in this one, it wasn't that. It was just doing whatever Max wants to do, and that's like separate events. I agree. I think it worked for Sean William Scott being the one-off character, though, because then like we didn't have to have a really complicated backstory. His backstory is that he's from the country and he's Max's cousin. Yeah, and that they're like they're the yin and yang to each other. All right. Do so we want to go over? There are shinometers and our movie, our TV meters, where we will review these separately. How Sean William Scott was this, Jace? What do you think about Sean in this episode? I I think it's right up there. I th- and I'm hoping it ticks a lot of the other boxes for you guys because you know he's definitely not the lead. I think one of the things that Stark Raving Mad showed me, especially maybe just in that era, is that um, I mean even the next episode we're about to talk is that Sean William Scott's like major role speaking part acting vibes for me are not what I'm looking for out of him uh but like his ability to like act with his body and inside of a scene is like really really good so I think I'm gonna put this for me shit I might give it a 10 I think I'm giving this a 10 I think I'm giving it a 10 because it's like it's the I, we it's such a short episode and we obviously pretty much yeah. just described all of it we missed that's one true. day where mac was like and god made man and then he opens oh, the door right. and it's a bodybuilding show and he's like we're gonna grease these dudes <laughs> and sean william scott comes and he's like man i'm loving it here it's like i'm getting so many numbers that it's like there are chicks here and he's like no dudes 
I'm into dudes. <laughs> and then everyone's just like, because there's this whole thing in the entire show, Denali, you might have picked up on. Okay. Up until now, where they're building towards Mac clearly being gay, but being closeted. And right. just like really, really vigorously trying to not let anybody know. So Mac, country Mac being like, oh yeah, I like dudes, loud and proud. I'm yeah. gay. <laughs> and he delivered that line like in, in the way that I'm, I've enjoyed him delivering lines in like the first four or five movies that we watched where, um, you know, those were his funny movements moments where like TV, the camera's on him. He's got that kind of smirk on. He looks really happy. He says something hilarious and then they move past it. And this, the whole episode was that including him standing in the back, just drinking a beer. And, uh, I, I think he sold it in for, for, uh, like 23 minute performance as a guest on a TV show. All right. He a did 10. It. He hit it. Ryan, what do you think about Sean in this episode? I'm going to just uh, say, I think it's going to be a nine because I didn't get a car car. So that's one of my <laughs> points. Um, caw, caw. I thought it was going to be in about half the episodes, but I don't know why this isn't my scale anymore because it's only been in like two. But my, I've talked about this before. My vision of Scott is, the, is a badass, not a you know kind of wimpy doesn't know what's going on stoner head which i guess most people relate to him as but i saw this episode shortly after it came out and then like you know role models he's kind of a similar tough guy vibe he's the cool guy in role models so yeah this this is like perfect for him i i don't think a different cameo actor would have pulled off what he did as well as he did like it wouldn't be funny if they got like an like a super A-list actual person that was like, hey, watch this episode of this TV show. It's an A-list actor. We're going to pay right. extra money to get more eyes on the screen. No, in fact, it's like we're going to get this guy who's like not that famous. Uh, I, I thought it was perfect. A clear <laughs> body double for Mac. Right. He's... Same build. Wait. Sorry, is what I'm, yeah. I'm oh, saying. Oh, I thought like, you meant... Okay, I saw... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And the fact that he is kind of playing the antithesis of a well-established character is, is, is in itself funny to me in that you know so much about his character's personality because you know so much about his anti-character. Because we have nine seasons of Mac exploration, so we don't need a couple episodes to get to know his character we just say oh yeah he's the opposite of this guy he well not opposite cuz he likes the same stuff he's just actually good at it and that's hilarious and i thought there's no better actor for it so i, I think 9 is great he's awesome but i didn't get a caw caw he's 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 ripped he he looks good he's dropping brewskis but yeah yes he, he almost got a caw you got a battle cry at the end when he takes his shirt off and he chokes oh, the karate true. guy oh, but it's not it's shit. not a caw but he's like he he does they they like literally have him like, which <gasps> <laughs> huh. I was surprised about. Not a cacao. Yeah. I, I think those Not are two very distinct things. Legally different. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll I'll keep this one short because we have a whole ass another review to do after this. Jesus Christ. Uh. But like this, I'm gonna give this one an eight. I think it's a good deployment of Sean William Scott. Very efficient. I think you're playing at his strengths here, and I think he was used really well. Um, they also said the words Mac Day in here. That's one of my criteria uh, for Sean is that they always say the title of the thing that they're in. He nailed it. Um, he has a quote in here where he says, it's not my style. I just go with the flow. Let the wind blow through my hair. 
which I think encapsulates a lot of Sean's attitudes throughout a lot of his movies. He goes with the flow, but he makes it work. He's just like this good vibes machine. Things work out. Um, I'm going to dock him a little bit because I didn't think he was very shibby in this. He was just kind of like, uh, you just kind of like a country guy. Uh, I didn't think he was that cool. Maybe the crew did. But uh, yeah, not that shibby, but that's okay. And um, I think you can get more Sean than this. It was a little understated. But again, I liked him in here. An eight. Okay. Sick. Okay. Normally, yeah. we, normally yeah. we'd be done. Uh, well, Jace, do you have a TV meter? For this? Uh, a TV oh. meter. So this oh. is actually the first time. This could be short. Um, I've never looked. It's always sunny up on um, IMDb. But uh, the show has like a surprising, uh, like a very high rating for every episode. And maybe it's because it's... it's or for the series as whole, and then because of uh, for the episode, and I think Mac Day is the third highest rated episode in the season. I was gonna give it an eight. I feel like in eight's a good place to be for the as far as like TV show comedies go. It's always sunny. I think has a great run. One of the things that they do, kind of like South Park, it's very topical. It's about things that are happening in the U.S. at the moment. So like I can go back and watch seasons one, two, and three, and probably miss a lot of the jokes and i think that's funny this episode's self-contained to mac and the things that mac does but uh it, I, I think it hits um but i think there are better it's always sunny episodes so eight up there all right fair enough right what do you think about this thing I, I think eight is totally fair um i i do have to give the reservation that once again that always sunny is like one of my favorite shows and so i'm gonna try and be objective and Rewatching the episode because I've been rewatching like not it one through sixteen or whatever seasons. I've been rewatching like my favorite episodes recently, and it didn't hit as hard as some other bangers like that were just good, <laughs> good from beginning to end. So I mean, I think an eight is a really good score, and I, I'm gonna also give it an eight. There's the unfortunate thing is that this is season nine, and I think in in my opinion, the show had a very clear peak from like five i would say a clear peak from like three to seven so in that i i already it already has some of the some of the things in the show that i don't like as much about the later seasons like the, the last half of the seasons just because like the pace of the jokes is slower there seems like there's a little bit less improv and it just doesn't have that it factor where the it's just bang 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 one after another so I, I, th I think eight is totally fine. There's some episodes of this show, and we, we don't normally get to talk about this because we normally have movie reviews, but there's just some episodes of this show that are, you know, 10 out of 10, some of my favorite TV episodes of all time. Like uh, The Gang Gives Frank an Intervention, and then uh, Who Pooped the Bed, and like, uh, th and like The Dentist System, which is super famous. Those are my three favorite episodes. And this, looking back on this episode, I thought it was going to be so, I thought it was, I thought it was going to be like that. Like it was going to be one of the ones that was standout-ish. But it's just a, it's just a really good episode of the show. So I think eight is totally fair. And that's probably taking into account my love for the show too. So this is a little bit of a subjective score. It's very fair, Ryan. Very fair. It's hard to vote one of your favorite shows so low at an eight. Um, so I respect it. I respect well, it. Well, right. I think there's. Uh, I legitimately think there's episodes of the show that are below yeah. five. All right. Well, um, speaking of below five, uh, for me, I've I've told you guys <laughs> that I'm not as big of a fan of the of the show. That's fine. 
Uh, I think the show doesn't need me to like it. Again, it has a huge fan base. Uh, for me, it just it wasn't hitting uh, as as good as I think it could have been. I think at this point of the show, too, it suffers from, you know, it's nine seasons in. The humor kind of naturally gets more insular, more self-referential. It's people call, like, flandersization of characters. Um, so it's like for me as a newcomer going in, maybe it's, it's kind of harder to pick up on those things. It's hard for me to kind of enjoy those things. Um, but because of how long it's been going on, it creates its own universe of humor. That's hard to kind of drop into. I also think just because of like the year that it it was from, um, not necessarily like just the sensibilities, but also just the style of humor from 2013, it's a little bit more shock humor, which is not necessarily like totally what I'm what I'm into like all the time. Uh, so like comedies from 2013, I'm usually kind of like, okay, like I can kind of see some of the jokes coming. It wasn't hitting with me 100%. I didn't think it was that bad. I think there was some good deliveries here, uh, but I just didn't find myself like super maybe engaged or like laughing as much as I, I normally would with like a comedy that I like. But I think everyone in here committed totally i think part of Sonny's strength is like everyone just kind of goes in 150 percent in all of their scenes and i think sean committed the same way uh i'm gonna give this actually probably a five i think uh you know like it, it was fine like I, I don't i don't have any complaints uh it probably just wasn't for me or i need to watch i guess more of the seasons <laughs> to, to really get into it well fair fair enough sorry Sonny fans it's okay. uh but with that he we likes have i another... think you should leave which I is like, peak 16-year-old humor, for it's sure. It's a great show. <laughs> it's a better show. Uh, I don't think show. it's a better show, it's but it's good. <laughs> we got to get into another show. That's this even one can better be quick. Than uh, so it's show two sunny. was Lethal Weapon, the TV show, season three, episode... <laughs> Lethal Weapon is a TV show spun up by Fox. I think it's a buddy cop comedy drama. Um, uh, it, season three starring Sean William Scott in a major role. I, Ryan touched on the fact that I think they did some recasting. And he is, I guess, a detective in L.A. is what it seems like. Okay. It's Christmas. He lives in L.A. so he can be closer to his daughter. His daughter is with him for Christmas. He lives in a motel. And I guess the episode surrounds um, him and his cohort around the Christmas time. And a guy that looks like Santa Claus commits a heist um, after he, like, kind of inadvertently gets his neighbor arrested and his child taken away. It's kind of... Kind of convoluted. Kind of convoluted. (laughs) Really hard to put your finger on because it's like... Uh, they have a scene where a, a probably obviously pretty conservative white woman shoots an intruder home invader with a shotgun. Um, and you're like, that's pretty part of the course for Fox. That's how I feel like they would be. But the, the lead detective uh, um, is gay. So, you know, I don't really I'm kind of confused. I I don't like cop shows. I think they're fucking copaganda. But like, I think it's really funny for us to drop in three seasons in. To uh-huh. a show that has that does have a linear narrative. There's a lot of lore like, too. Like, well, I think it's, this lore. is what I think about cop shows is that it doesn't like ever, no matter what I'm dropping in. I've never seen episode one of a cop show. Like Julia's seen every episode of Bones, but the, I've only seen like, sporadic episodes here and there. And I I also agree I do not like cop shows mostly because they man Bones is my enemy number one. But like <laughs> my biggest problem with this freaking episode itself if, if it's okay to talk about some law no oh. i don't okay i'm not gonna i'll save it for the end because it's about the final moments of the episode uh you're gonna hold off right you're not gonna say it right now no i won't say it right now I'll hold on okay like we said 
Sean William Scott is one of the lead officers in this. He's former CIA. All right, this guy is is considered a badass again. And the opening scene is him getting beat up by some kids in Slovakia. And like, I think it's so funny when shows depict like like Balkan countries as just like completely blue. It's like everything's just like a rusted, shitty like. That's, listen, like, let's uh, be clear. That's the only yeah. way you can denote to anybody watching Fox TV what location <laughs> in the world something is in. In the Balkans, yeah. it's blue. As soon as you get outside in LA, in this, the entire filter over the screen is orange, yeah. and you're like. What am I looking at? Uh, it's opposite. It's different. And like his mom's like a secret agent journalist or some shit that he's like traveling around. And there's a whole thing with Sean William Scott having a daughter. It's his first Christmas with a daughter. But damn it, he's got a case to solve. How does he balance his job and his daughter? And uh, wow, he's, he's, he's also pretty shredded in this guy's uh, 2018. Yeah. Sean, once again, looks great. Uh, I think that's a huge criteria for me now, and I know it's not fair to Sean. I don't want to put this pressure on him, but he looks great, and I think in all his roles, just great for him. That's goals. It's goals for me. His acting on this. Do we want to talk about this? Like how he's acting in this show, like what he's bringing to the role, because it's not like his other roles. I I think you're gonna have to hold my hand through this one. I yeah. I pretty much just have it's... like really <laughs> negative comments about <laughs> the episode as a whole. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, the I, shitty lighting. Yes, we can go mouth. into the produ- we we can go into the production quality. We we can go into the production quality in a bit. But I thought he was good. I I thought it was kind of obvious that him and Damon Wayans were like they were carrying this show pretty hard. And I thought so too. I, I really like Damon Wayans and his charisma and his ability to connect with this character is. It, I mean, he, he's a veteran sitcom actor. But you can tell that the relationship is kind of new. And, and, and I liked that um, I got that from Damon Wayans. Now, Sean William Scott, I thought he was pretty good. Once again, the understated role, which, which kind yeah. of was like, he's too hot. He's a hot shot. Right. He does, maybe he doesn't really need to just be a cop in L.A. He's, he's a specially trained person, but he's put in this role that's maybe below him. And that's kind of what Lethal Weapon is literally about. The, that, that's, that's literally the plot of the movies and the meaning of the title of the show is mm. that uh, so they have Murtaugh is in the is in the original. So Damon Wayans is reprising Danny Glover's okay. role. So in the show, Danny Glover is like really close to retirement, even though he's 41 years old. Damn and, it, I'm retired. And he's uh, he's gets a new partner who just transferred in. And that's Riggs. Now, Riggs okay. is the badass. Okay. Riggs is the, you know, loose cannon. Like Jace in Bojack, he's the meow meow fuzzy face. And so the idea is that Riggs, which is Mel Gibson, is really a veteran cop, but he's new to town. And so the way they do it here, they have to do it by the books. But he doesn't want to do it by the books. And if you get on his wrong side, he's liable to kill you because he's a lethal Jesus. weapon. Like, <laughs> like that, like, I think... The title is literally referring to the character of Riggs. He, the oh. lethal weapon is him. Yeah. And that's what you want your cops to be. Just unhinged Just murderers. completely this close <laughs> to going freaking psychopath. <laughs> and so it's interesting that Sean William Scott comes in as not Riggs. Right. Mm. So Sean William Scott has to kind of be a, a cool under pressure. He really cares about solving the crimes for some reason. But he also is like really <laughs> cool under pressure, and I, I thought he, yeah. I thought he pulled that part of it well. It, it's just interesting because it's not Riggs; it's not the Riggs character. 
I thought they gave okay character motivation in this too. Like as far as, far as yeah. the story goes uh, and around, like if we think about the real world sensibilities of people who are out of jail or prison and how they might react around a police officer, like this guy's kid, uh, this, this kid's father is being held for something and he's like, I mean, if they're going to put it in a TV show, he's like, oh, we have the wrong person and we're holding him for the wrong thing. It's Christmas Day. I'm going to try and solve this and get him out. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that and that's what cops do. They try to solve the they try to solve the crime like that. They try to find the real person who did it all the time. No, and like I thought Sean was acting with like a lot of sincerity and world wariness here, which I think was interesting. I've never seen him interact with like a, like a like a kid like that. I kind of believe that he was kind of like the person's dad and he was like he cared about her. Um and like he he legit has the look of a guy who could have been like a spy or an agent or something. He looked like he's might've committed some war crimes and it's weighing on him somehow. Uh, I was surprised by that energy he was bringing. Like, I think he's improved a lot since Stark Raving Mad. Like I can now believe him in the Stark Raving Mad role after watching this, which is, I didn't expect. Hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Also like the place he's staying, the Safari Inn, like I've, I know that place. That's I've, I've driven by it. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? right right down the street where I signed my papers for my extra gigs. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like seeing the safari, I was like, what the fuck? And then uh, hearing about the uh, chopped dead body in Griffith Observatory, which again, like I go to all the time and I'm like, ah, oh, that's, that's funny. That's cool. Um, you guys also mentioned uh, a conservative white lady with a gun. Uh, that is my coworker, <laughs> Mary Pat. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, um, Shout outs to Mary Pat. I probably hit you up by this point. She's uh, she's my coworker, and uh, she was actually in this. Like I was not expecting this at all. Like I watching this and seeing her show up in the scene, I was like, wait, is that fucking? And then she pulls out a shotgun and just fucking splatters this so It was great. I was like, it was, it was a great scene. I, I wasn't clear. expecting that at all. <laughs> yeah, because normally in procedural yeah. daytime TV shows, like it's the cops who do the shooting. Yeah. And the character actors are just like, oh, no, society's crazy. Cops, come save me. And th that was pretty funny. I thought that was kind of hilarious. Yeah, like Mary Pat is is awesome. She's one of my favorite coworkers. Uh, shout out Mary Pat. Um, and she's hilarious. Mary Pat, uh, by the way, well, maybe her, I don't know. Yeah, it's, she's it's in, do you need to cut her name? I don't know. I don't know if we can. She has, IMD she has an IMDb. She has an IMDb. Yeah. She's I want to I want to clarify here. That I can't put my finger on the show because they, <laughs> as a directing group or as yeah. as a series, you know, have or feel like they're sending some mixed messages of where we are culturally. You blasting totally. that guy in that scene was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was funny. And then great. the following scene, like, D does she have a permit for that? And the guy is like, <laughs> a permit to blast his head all over the It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he has like permanent to blast his guts all over the tree and ornaments. <laughs> <laughs> which was good mary pat meter 10 out of 10 mm -hmm. uh you did great in the scene that was an absolute joy uh to see and she talked to swiss too hey hold on or swiss hold on, talked to on. her yeah yeah she's in an episode of she, always sunny yeah i told you about that remember well i don't know it's the same person oh, i'm saying okay. this on the freaking episode that we're talking oh, okay. about the same show <laughs> cool and she played in a band that played warp tour which is fucking tight what i know yeah she's the coolest person i know uh <laughs> But that was like, that was like such a, like, I was so 
it's weird seeing like someone you know you work with in a very specific context all of a sudden show up mm-hmm. in the show you're doing for a podcast and it's like i thought i was having a stroke like it's it's just it's it's something that doesn't happen um but that kind of brings into like the the way the the events the the show kind of set in motion right because home invasions are happening across town and uh sean william scott's friends implicated and uh it's like the santa claus guy right who's doing it with his crew yeah they um there's a santa parade and there's a bank en route and one of these guys looks like santa uh so they chop up and cut the thumb off of i think a bank manager uh, and then use the Santa parade as cover to get into the bank, steal the money, and then uh, get into a fight. And we get the line, Santa has a gun! Which... <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> so fucking funny. And he beats him with a candy cane. <laughs> like a giant candy cane. And like, what is it with these cops? They're like pulling out guns like in the middle of a crowded area and shit. And then just how many times did they kill a guy? in this show this, and be like oh this that <laughs> just okay, another th- day <laughs> this was the comment i was going to make earlier and i didn't want to yeah so my problem with police tv shows and like whatever if you don't want to follow the procedure because it's not you know it's not exciting tv whatever when you are a police officer and you kill someone you don't just get to laugh about it and walk away from the scene and just leave the body there th- 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 multiple times in this this episode they iced someone and then we're like eh okay and that's that's one thing i don't like because because even when you fire your gun it's like a huge ordeal and you only do so in like very particular circumstances and consider like uh even something like the departed where the departed one of the main the main female character is that her job is to counsel police officers after they use their weapon in the line of fire like there's other media out there that uses this sort of stuff and incorporates it into the story and for these procedural tv shows to be like oh you remember that time i totally santa had a hostage and was about to kill blow this kid's brains out and i just freaking shot him in the head anyways bro i 360 no scoped his ass right it's like in front of a kid like that's not number one that's not the way we want police working and it's not the way police work or humans work like that would be traumatizing for everybody involved. That kid would be messed up. Yeah, <laughs> and the and the police officers too. Like you shouldn't be so callous about human life that you can just kill someone and then be like, "Cool, let's go watch this parade." Two seconds later, that's not how he, the human experience works. Yeah, like meatheads will watch shows like this and be like oh fuck yeah i want right. to join up so i can do shit like this and also be like well why did the co-? and in real life situations when they're watching stuff like well and the cops just do this just freaking arrest him just shoot his ass it's like right it's uh even though this is about wrongfully convicting people and trying to get the real person and stuff which is you know more progressive than it was 10 15 years ago or 10 15 years before this it's still like so difficult to overlook that sort of thing when it's happening throughout the episode. Like you going into this bunker, cause we can talk about the bunker scene, but like he just <laughs> B and E's on some random house without I a warrant. Breaking and entering. And then gets hilarious. into a, like a prolonged fight. Chainsaw with fight. And that was like a, awesome. <laughs> but there's a reason you don't do that. Like 
Because a guy could have a chainsaw. Because a guy, because yeah, you could get freaking killed. They they slide down the chimney Santa style, which I did love. Yeah, they have a lead. They have a lead on the true Santa perpetrator. And Sean jumps it's an in. It's an abandoned and shack. Sean fights a guy with a chainsaw and a crowbar, and he double fights them and beats them both. And it was awesome. And the guy lets go of the chainsaw, and oh, it's about to cut his partner's legs off, even though he took his hand off the trigger. But that's okay. It's TV, baby. It's it's a cool scene. <laughs> you can also tell that scene was filmed during the day in the abandoned house, because like the way everything was like extremely lit up, and it just yeah. looks super cheap. But Ryan, you mentioned like progressive elements within this cop show, and like I, this is what kind of pisses me off about copaganda as well, is that they'll in, in like create progressive elements within like the cop stories but it still does not touch on like what is critically wrong with policing as a system like it's just like we're gonna insert all these things like we're gonna insert like a gay cop or have like a lot of diversity or like make sure they're doing the right thing but it still like ignores the central problem of policing yeah they think they think tokenism (laughs) is the solution when that's not the complaint in the first place yeah and people will watch this and be like, oh, policing's okay. Like, we should keep this, just reform it within, and it's it's just going to perpetuate this thing. So it's like, my thing with, with cop shows is just, it's just going to keep producing this problem. So it's like, even just watching it for me, I was just like, oh my God, fuck this show. <laughs> you know, even in 2019. And then it just, it was just further insulting seeing them just like pop, you know, fucking pop caps and just random ass people. In the middle of like, parades. Yeah, in the middle you of fucking do. Santa Parade. <laughs> Yeah, this this was just like this was insane. I think it's because I haven't seen a cop show in so long. Yeah, do do not watch Bones. Bones is so much worse than this. They turn people into bones, and that's why yeah, it's, Bones it's, Bones is like a scientist. She's out in the field gunning people down with like AKs. <laughs> Hell yeah! No, there's there's seriously scenes where she like gets guns and shoots people. That's awesome. That's that's so tight. Um, you know that that prop they used for the guy with the thumb? He's literally like assembled meat cubes on a table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a whole shocked yeah. with that prop. I was like, holy shit. Like, that is crazy. That's okay to show. Yeah, that's okay to show. We can okay show dismembered bodies put together like some sort of weird Frankenstein. But we cannot show, <laughs> you know, anything to do with actual gay characters being on the screen together. Just talked yeah, yeah. about off screen. Uh, <laughs> also, Sean in this too, like, oh my god, because there's this whole thing w- with his daughter and like this ex-con who's his friend, and his, this ex-con is just talking to him, and he's like telling him everything, and I was just like, dude, do not talk to your cop friend right now oh, about yeah. anything. Look what happened to you because you talked to him. <laughs> the small amount of it's not even legal advice because it's yeah. commonly known in culture. Yeah, yeah, maybe this is just maybe not legal advice because I shouldn't say that. It's um yeah no no not legal advice not legal, not legal advice. advice but movie watching critique okay I hate when in movies people talk to the police <laughs> if you are confronted by the police in a movie <laughs> oh Jason's gone I'm here sorry if you are confronted by the police in a movie in just a movie and, and yeah right or TV show uh, do not talk to the police and affirmatively invoke your right to remain silent and that you would like to see an attorney before any questioning uh, continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this dude was like, yeah, Sean, I, I don't know. I might do this crime. I don't know. I think I might have done it. I- I'm not sure. I used to do crimes. <laughs> Anyways, I'll see you later. I got to go meet with this guy about not crimes. And Sean's like, oh, fuck, is he doing crimes? Is he doing cr- I'm going to go tell my boss he's doing crimes. I'm going to lock him up for Christmas. 
And he's like, oh, fuck. Well, and also the fact that, like, the cops in this show are so overzealous that they're out there on the street solving crimes themselves, like, just one man against the world, like, at all <laughs> hours of the day. And their kids are like, oh, why aren't you solving more crimes? It's like, oh, <laughs> damn it. I guess I can't spend this time with my kids. I got to go out and solve more crimes. It's like, no, stop. Like, don't you have a that union? Was, that was really funny. Like, Sean's a narc. He's a narc. He's a fucking narc. Fuck Sean. Uh, Fuck Sean. His kid was like, oh, but he's not going to be home on Christmas. Go out there and kill more guys. <laughs> <laughs> he just like runs out of the party. <laughs> like breaks into a house, fights a guy with a chainsaw. And he comes back and he's like, oh, I just barely survived that. And she's like, is the fucking crime solved yet? And he's like, fuck. And he goes. <laughs> it's almost like goes, I, I think he should leave skit. Like, imagine this imagine this guy yeah. goes through hell all day every day and then he gets back home he's like did you solve any crimes they did it's like oh, damn it and like we talked about the alleyway scene where the bad sand is holding the kid in front of him and then sean's just like just think of hawaii kid close your eyes <laughs> Dude, how egregious is this scene like <laughs> oh my god it's like I, I was thinking Lenny Lenny who tend the rabbit scene in of mice and men, yeah. and I was like, if he just shoots the kid right here, it <laughs> kills well, the guy behind him. It, in Speed, remember Speed? Uh, isn't that a whole thing? That just remember? shoot the hostage. Wasn't that oh yeah, whole yeah. Thing? He, he, isn't it where you shoot the hostage and it hits the guy behind him? Yeah. Was that Speed? Where that? I happens? think it's Speed. You shoot you shoot the hostage in like a non fatal <laughs> location. Oh my god! And like, there's all this lead up to it. Yeah, I mean. He tells the kid to start imagining Hawaii, and then, like, fucking Foghorn Leghorn pulls out his pistol and hip fires at the guy. Yeah, from <laughs> the away. hip. Hits him where? <laughs> exactly, too? Like, it's not clear. Bull's like, eye. <laughs> and, like, the kid is like, damn, Sean, that was crazy. You just executed that guy right in front of me. Like, I'm Let's just go not going to respond. No remorse or response by any single character. But every person who shot somebody in this seconds later, they're like, all right, where's the next target? It right. was just, <laughs> I can't stop. Once they let me out, I'm like a bull. I'm a lethal weapon. <laughs> and like Sean just high fives everyone and does, doesn't do one ounce of therapy because he's a fucking psycho. Or paperwork. Or like due That's diligence. For, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's probably like waterboarded hundreds of dudes and toppled governments in his cia days yeah like, we're this lucky this episode wasn't an hour and 20 minutes like game of thrones or the next 40 minutes would have been also waterboarding people it was yeah. just hundreds of waterboards daddy did you waterboard enough people to solve the oh, crime yet shit fine. god break into another house and then uh he frees his friend and they have a nice christmas together and everybody high fives yeah i don't quite get that because the the number one thing that criminals do who are guilty and when they're yeah. being interrogated, they say, I didn't do it. Oh, right. that guy that you caught doing that thing? I was not the hood of the accomplice who wasn't caught. Um, yeah, that totally wasn't me, even though you saw me meet with him about doing crimes. And then yeah. me having part of the stolen property from that guy? Totally, yeah, that proves nothing. Like, And then Sean being like, damn, he might be right, though. I might... I might go out and... Right. No no cop who has any amount of experience, unless it's their first day on the job, you know, they, they would not believe that story. That's, they hear that a thousand times a day. And also, I just find it hard to believe, like, after a cop has made an arrest, they want to go back and, like, unarrest that person and, like, find a different person no. to arrest. They, in fact, like, after they've arrested someone, they go on to the next case. They're yeah, done, it's though. Like, that was just, like, Sean is doing, like, 
12 people's jobs with a gun. I just, it's, yeah. Anyways, do you guys want to get into the shenometer on this thing? What do we think here? I'm going to give it a four. I don't like four. the way they shot him. Um, I think he was okay. And yeah. he started recently doing a thing where he doesn't move his mouth very much like I was talking about. It was really bugging me the whole episode. He got punched too many times in Goon, and I think he got brain damage. He used to smile. No, he doesn't. Did he smile and Lethal Weapon? I don't know. I was also so shitty with the... Well, oh, man, this is Sean. Uh, Sean number four for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Meh. Now, to the contrary, I, I, I think most of my comments were going towards the movie meter. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give him a six because he did he did pretty good. And I, remember, I don't hold the lack of him being the very, very main character against him because that's my vibe of Sean. My vibe of Sean is that he's not 100% of the quantity. So... The fact that he's a one-two, I don't think is going to hold against him. But I didn't get a cock-off. No cock at all. <laughs> and then uh, he was a little bit too much of a hands-on badass, like shooting, killing, fighting person. Where he's he's more of the understated badass where like, you know, he's just a normal dude, but he's pretty cool. And this he was, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's a procedural cop guy. I don't think he, well, this is one thing I don't want to I think he did a good job. So the six is for quality. I think he carried that his his plot line. I'm rambling. I'm I'm gonna yeah. shut up now. Yeah. It's a six. six for Sean. Very generous, uh, Ryan. I'm kind of thinking here because I actually think Sean did a not bad job in this. I think he was utilized well, and I think he was doing things that are different. Like he wasn't necessarily playing to his stereotypical strengths here. He was trying to do something straight and dramatic. He was not a wisecracker in the show at all. If anything, like his his partner, I think, was making more jokes than he was. Like he was kind of the straight man that was the grizzled badass. And that's hard to pull off, I think, for someone like Sean who hasn't been casted in a role like this. This is someone post-goon, and he wasn't even bringing that goon energy in here because he's supposed to be kind of smart, too, uh, with a lot of experience. I think he acted well in here, actually. Like, none of his lines were really clunkers either. Like, sometimes, I mean, I hate to criticize Keanu Reeves, and we've done it in the Keanu season plenty. But sometimes when Keanu's a badass, he will say a certain line where I'm like, oh, maybe take another, like, take another role at that. Sean didn't have any of those moments in here, and this is a TV show. They're they're banging these episodes out one by one. Um, Honestly, I think it's a pretty good deployment. I'm going to give him a seven uh, here. I don't think this is like a typical Sean William Scott thing. Uh, he did, I think the words bad Santas were said in this episode. Do you guys, can you guys confirm or deny? I think, I think that's true. He did, he said no caca. He wasn't shibby at all because he's a cop. Mm. Uh, but I do think he did a good job here. <laughs> uh, seven. You know, he technically does do this a lot. He's, do, been, uh, he's been in more episodes of the show. He does. That's true. He technically that's true. does. That technically <laughs> than, than movies. That's he's probably spent more mean. hours. Yeah, being yeah. a cop then not. Jace, what do you think about TV meter? This Man, episode? this fucking was shit TV. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, kind of, I don't, well, nobody that's a fan of this show is going to listen to our podcast, but like, <laughs> if, if, if you can drop into a comedy midway through, even if it's somewhat linear and have, I think, maybe something to enjoy versus this just mess, like, were I'm um, like the shots are terrible. There's like weird decisions with the the color on the screen to try and to depict where they are. Um, there's probably a technical term for that, a filter. There's weird filters that 
really suck. I mean, like some of the lines, you, you can tell they're trying to like make you empathetic or connect with a character. Like, mom told me not to expect much this Christmas. And it's just like, wow, what? <laughs> um, we keep getting, I hated the flashbacks to the mom who's giving her son a sob story about always being together on an oh, adventure God. because she's not giving him a normal life because she's trying to be a journalist, which, you know, I like that, that fucking sucks. I don't agree with that as a parenting choice. <laughs> I feel bad for that kid. Um yeah, I think the only things in this for me that hit were 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 Santa's got a gun, <laughs> um, and the ensuing fight with said Santa that had a gun. Uh, there was a weird side lore plot about the care the lab technicians and the the scientists that didn't make any sense to me because we dropped in this late. Two, 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 two. two. Damn, Ryan, what do you think? We're gonna round it out with another two. Um, Woo. And those t those two come from the two main actors being fine to watch. I, I, I did like Damon Wayans as well. But I just do not like procedural cop shows. I don't think this was necessarily bad as far as they go, right? Like, man, I don't like Bones. But like... <laughs> <laughs> but like... We've established fuck Bones. <laughs> I do not like Bones. Um, so Bones pretty much peaks at like a one for me. So this wow. being a two means that I didn't entirely hate it. And I think Damon Wayans is hilarious. So yeah, I, there's not much else I can say. I mean, I will tell that the funniest part of this for me, the funniest part of this for me is that I got an ad on Hulu in the middle of the episodes twice, uh, two or three ads. And, uh, the first time it was the Apple fitness privacy ad. And it said, mm. In walks Rick, the guy with a hemorrhoid. <laughs> and it was, the lighting was the same as in like the episode. <laughs> oh my God. And there was no like blip. And I'm laying in bed. And so I was like, what the fuck? Where is this going? <laughs> and then oh, the, and then the app, it showed the iPhone app. And I was like, oh, this is an app. I forgot Hulu has ads. Well, there's uh, a narrator who announces whenever someone has a hemorrhoid, but then they drop out completely. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's a weird little quirk of the show. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that I, that made me laugh, but it wasn't part of the show, so I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> Ryan, I was using your Hulu to watch these. Thank you, by the way. Uh, but please, for the love of God, play pay for ad free. No! I have not watched ads in so long. <laughs> and, like, it was it's funny watching It's Always Sunny in this show, because, like, Amber was like, are you getting, like, targeted male ads? Because all of them were like, do you have erectile dysfunction? Or, like, oh, degree for men. And then, like, a Burger King commercial. <laughs> it's huh. like, um... This this show is is not is not good. Um, it's it's not good conceptually, and it's not good in its execution. The flashback scenes Jace mentioned were fucking terrible. <laughs> and like I have this thing about like child actors. I I can't judge like a kid for not being able to like naturally act. But sometimes when they're just when it's just a kid acting badly in front of me, it's almost intolerable. Like I cannot like physically watch it. <laughs> and I feel bad for the kids in this scene. They're probably acting better than I could have at the, at that age. But man, it was bad. I just, uh, there were, I guess, two incredible fight scenes in the show, which are great, which was Sean versus the Chainsaw and Crowbar Man, uh, and Sean's partner, I'm forgetting his name for some reason, um, Damon Wayne's character, where he's fighting the Santa, and the Santa's got a gun scene. That was, those were great fight scenes. Even that scene where Sean hip fires at the Santa, <laughs> it was horrifying, but I just couldn't stop laughing at the absurdity. I was kind of entertained. The Sun side plot? With Damon Wayne's character, where his son's coming home and he's trying to plan a party and he keeps going over the top. I don't know. I thought that was kind of fun. 
Uh, there was some kind of fun side plots happening here. Oh, I fucking here. hated that. Uh, Jace hated that. <laughs> and um, I will say I will also give this a two. I was trying to just find some good things in here why I wasn't giving it a one. Uh, I don't think I could watch the show again. But Mary Pat scene was a 10. I did enjoy that thoroughly. <laughs> yeah, that's a two, guys. Uh, anyone who watches Lethal Weapon, watch a different show. And stop listening to our podcast. Fuck you. Yeah. Stop listening. Like, fuck you. <laughs> so the next thing, <laughs> the next thing we need to do is discuss yes. how we close out this season. Yeah. And I, 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 I have a debate for you guys. Okay. Wait, whose pick is it? First of all, Ryan's. Ryan's. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So do we close it out with the role that made him famous, the role that most people okay. from our generation know him in? Yes. Yes. In, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Right. The Stifler. Yeah, American Pie. The Stiffmeister. Which I have yeah. never seen. Really? Yeah. I know okay. of I know of the jokes, obviously, yeah. the main jokes. But like, okay. is that <laughs> we've hated the late two thousands yes. um version of the sex buddy comedies. Would it even be worth it to do late nineties, early two thousands version? Because those like American Pie is kind of one of the movies that started the trend of raunchy buddy comedy. So would it be worth it from a pers- like that perspective of actually analyzing it nowadays and seeing how the people who tried to rip it off went wrong? Or should we watch Road Trip instead, which is a ripoff? Um, my argument, I've never seen it, but in Road Trip... He's one of the main people. He's like on the cover. Okay. I think there's five main guys, just like in American Pie. Here's my thing. Road Trip is another teen sex comedy right. from 2000. That's what I'm saying. If we're going to have to watch one anyways, right. we should probably get it at its source. And like, honestly, if, if people are asking about our Sean William Scott marathon, They're what movie are they going to think Pie. we're going to see? All right. The other thing is you just saw Blink-182 and they're literally in that movie. <laughs> oh. Their songs and the band, isn't it? Really? Um, look, we we could try to do American Pie. And if it's too we bad. Give it, we've given our disclaimers before and we can just review it objectively. We, yeah, I think, you know, it's like if it was any other movie but 10 and if it if it was not the movie that he's most famous for, I would say no because we didn't watch... I voted against Les Mis really fucking hard Les because Miz. Anne Hathaway is in that movie for 15 minutes. She won the Oscar! And, and he is, again, he's like a really, he's a small part of the American Pie movie, but he's famous for it. So I don't, see, that's what I'm interested in so, learning. Yeah, I guess. Why is he, we gotta, I don't get it. Yeah. We should watch it, I think, Ryan. I was thinking about this too. He's not because... he's not the Jason Biggs character. I don't I just so yeah. I don't understand why everybody associates him with that role. And I originally was gonna I was gonna not pitch this until last night, laying in bed during in the early episode, I was looking at the <laughs> lethal weapon trivia <laughs> to distract myself from what was happening on the TV screen. And almost everything related to Sean William Scott was about how he was breaking his typecast from American Pie. And I thought that was so weird because if anything, that the Lethal Weapon cast was more in line with how I've imagined him. Yeah. I watched an interview with Sean William Scott from like a year or two ago. And and Conan was like, do you still get Stifler things yelled at you? And he's like, every day, <laughs> every fucking day, people yell Stifler shit I at me. I should watch his Conan interviews. I love Conan. And, 
And he's like, I try to just be nice and be like, oh, yeah, man, I can take a photo with you. And he says they're like really taken aback that he's not acting like Stifler. And he's like, he's like, it's like I'm telling him Santa Claus is not real when he doesn't act like Stifler. I, don't get, so I just it, don't get it. I think we need to find out why. Was it kind of the McConaughey uh, days and confused thing where he's like a, a not a member of the group that they're actually making fun of? Sort. I mean, let's just see it. Let's just see it because it's been a long time. I've seen like almost all of them when they came out. American really? Pies. Like they were on FX again, again with FX. They were on them every fucking week. <laughs> I used to watch them as a teen. Uh, and I'm and Ryan. I'm also just. I'm glad that you're the one who picked it and not me. Uh, so, well, hey, that's we my thing, it. too, is it's at number 10 and nobody else has picked it. So I'm stuck with it, and I didn't want to be. My man, you pitched Sean William Scott. You hath dugeth your I own grave. I got to take the bull, bullet on you this one. T- I got to. Oh. I want to see The Wrath of Becky, too. I know. It's just not out yet. Yeah. Um, We can do an emergency episode. Ryan, are we doing this? It's you got to you got to turn the key. I'm, I'll pull the trigger. We're doing American Pie. All right, we're doing American Pie, folks. God help us all. Um, maybe it's maybe it won't be as bad as we think it's gonna be. Jace, have you seen it? Bits and pieces. I might have watched it all the way through, but such a long time ago that I don't remember. He fucks up high. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's uh, there's been so many sequels and spinoffs, not necessarily sequels, but spinoffs yeah. that they're now they've done girl versions. As recently as 2020, I think. I mean, I mean, look. This is this is this would be a cursed season, but I think we could do an American Pie season. There's that many. There's that many. Like it's Holy it's so shit. bad. It's listed at the top as video, not movie. <laughs> so folks at home, maybe brush off that old uh, American Pie steelbook and uh, check it out. Watch along. Let us know what you think about the show's Lethal Weapon. Also, it's if you have an American Pie steelbook, please do not interact with our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we haven't seen it yet. We could like it. Who knows? Probably not. But we'll see. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Subscribe. Review us. Five stars, please. Please. Please, guys. Please. I, I know we make you mad sometimes. Sometimes we don't like the movie that you like or vice versa. But please please give us five stars. It's tough out here for a, a young burgeoning podcast. We make great content for free. And uh, someday we're going to start charging you. But uh, not today. We're almost so, in our uh, terrible twos. Our terrible twos. We're going to be real fucking mean in our terrible twos. Oh, you fucking, you fucking wait until after episode 100. It's going to be mask off. All right. We've been, we've been holding back for 90 episodes. And then once we get past 100, oh, baby, the fucking tie's coming off. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Join us next week. Uh, do we want to end with a no. Seanism? <laughs> end with a okay. Seanism. Well, you're, think of something else next season. You're asking me. You're telling me we're going to do it. You don't care about it. Do you want, Who wants period, to end with a Seanism? Jace, uh, it's your movie. Go Jace, start. Jace, Jace, Jace. Television. DJs. Corn. Horn? Corn. Corn? Corn! Oh, okay. You, it, the mic wasn't letting in the okay. first Grown. Play. Okay. Hold on. TV, DJs. Television. TV. Corn. Grown? Grown. In that tastes wonderfully like butter. <laughs> okay, that actually that works. Makes sense. I think it makes DJ's less... corn grown in vats. In vats tastes, tastes wonderfully like butter. butter. Who needs AI? We got three guys over here. It's fucking analog. <laughs>